Welcome to Therapy and Technology. I'm your host, Jessica Bullock. Join us as we have this conversation regarding technology and how it's integrated into our daily counseling profession. Hi there, I just want to take a moment to quickly invite those who are in the area to the North Carolina Counseling Associations Conference in February. I will be presenting on the topic of ethical considerations of online counseling. And if you won't be in the area, no worries. <laughs> I will be presenting the topic online every other month or so. So in order to stay on top of when the webinar will actually open, please feel free to visit my website at www.jessicabullock.org for all of the up coming dates. Additionally, I would like to invite those who have hybrid practices, which are practices that see both clients online and face-to-face, to our Facebook support group. It's called The Hybrid Practice, and we have trainings, conversations, inspiration, all types of things to help us build successful hybrid practices. We have some, some great discussions that were archived in there, so you can go and dig through and, and pull out whatever it is that you might feel will help you. Now, on to our conversation. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Therapy and Technology. And so for today's episode, we are going to talk about something that I wanted to talk about for a very long time. And unfortunately, the woman I was supposed to have this conversation with has strep throat. So I will be discussing this um, and hopefully you will be able to take some really good Uh, takeaways from this conversation I'm about to have with you. So we are going to talk about how to handle bad reviews or comments online. Now, this is not my area of expertise, and I am not a reputation management consultant by any stretch of the imagination. But I do know that we as clinicians have a responsibility to protect our clients at every cost even if it means that we cannot respond to them if they leave a bad review for our company on any of our social sites or they say something about our counseling practices, we cannot clap back. Say it with me. We cannot clap back. (laughs) So this may be a hard pill to swallow because who doesn't want to defend their practice or their work when they feel they are being painted in an ugly way online. So there is an article that I found that really shows how this thing can go really far and how ugly it can get quick. So there was a practice in Dallas, it was a dental practice, and they were recently fined by the Office of Civil Rights after publishing some protected health information in response to a patient's review on Yelp. And so Yelp, for those of you who don't know, is a social media platform where you can go online and you can leave reviews for companies. So while investigating the complaint, the office discovered that the practice had responded to several patients reviews and on Yelp and revealed the patient information in the process. And so they released a statement that said the following, social media is not the place for providers to discuss a patient's care or even whether or not the patient is in care. Doctors and dentists must think carefully about private patient information before responding to online reviews. The office also found that they did not have policies or procedures addressing the release of the PHI on social media or public platforms. Now, the practice lastly also failed to create a sufficient notice of privacy practice. 
and I actually discussed this a pre- a previous ep- in a previous episode, uh, and I will link it to the show notes. But we all need no- a notice of privacy practices page, uh, information, cons- uh, inf- informed consent for our clients. And so I don't know about y'all, but this is some scary stuff to think about, right? This office was fined ten thousand dollars for clapping back. <laughs> And so my practice does not have $10,000 tucked away to give away for fines. I don't know about you, but my office does not have money like that to just be given away for fines for something that could have been avoided. But this is just more for us to talk about regarding our technology practices and what our informed consents actually uh, have in them to protect us and safeguard ourselves and our clients. Not only do we abide by HIPAA, but we also have informed consent that covers us. And this is why we have to ensure that our informed consent has our social media policy spelled out. Um, We are in a business where we have to protect our clients. It's part of our ethical code. And the American Psychological Association addresses the need to protect our clients and their confidentiality. Uh, But the American Counseling Association also addresses social media specifically in their ethics code. And I'm going to list it for you. It's H6D. It's the use of public social media. And it says that counselors should take precautions to avoid disclosing confidential information through public social media. So should we clap back, tell a client where to go or put them in their place on social media? The answer is a big fat no. We shouldn't even address them. It's not worth it. And the one thing that this article did do, it gave us some pieces of good advice for how counselors can avoid putting themselves at risk and and address an issue like this. And so I'm going to tell you uh, those three those three items that they they uh, share with us in order to help us to address any type of negative feedback. Uh, appropriately. So the first one, the first piece of advice says, if you choose to respond to the complaint, reply with something general that moves the discussion offline. So something like our, at our practice, we strive to provide the highest levels of patient satisfaction. However, we cannot discuss specific situations due to patient privacy regulations. If you have any concerns, please contact us directly. I think that's a really classy way to address clapbacks. Um, another way they said is that another way they said that we can address clapbacks is to also speak in person with the patient who wrote the review, right? So we all know who the person is nine times out of 10, uh, it has a handle or if they've changed their name, you wouldn't know, but even in your policies and procedures for your office, have something that says we encourage for you to share complaints with our office. Uh, Speak in person with the patient who wrote the review. Listening to the patient will allow you to thoroughly understand their feedback and propose productive solutions. So sometimes patient will actually remove their negative comments once they have that face-to-face. So I think that's a really healthy way to talk to the client and to also remove that negative comment. And then the last thing I will say is that one bad review will not destroy your reputation. Um, People who browse online reviews, um, they typically don't consider one bad review as representative of the 
the full practice. And we know that from our own experience, you know, with having clients and maybe something going wrong wrong with one client, but that's probably like one in a hundred. So we have to understand that there are other people out here that understand that this bad review does not just completely color the view that the world will have on our our practices or our company's reputation. So it's important to remember those points when you are riled up about a client's comment or somebody leaves a bad review. Um, I remember, you know, coming from personal experience that there was a client who used to come to her group sessions for her sunglasses on. And I asked her to remove her sunglasses if she wants to continue to be seen because it's not fair to the other clients in the group. And it's not fair for our group counselor because they can't read her and, you know, won't be able to look her in the eye and just out of respect. Do you know that she went online (laughs) and she said that we have crazy rules? And I just was like, that's just so not the truth. So anyway. I hope that this information help, is helpful. I hope that you are able to think about how to respond to negativity when you don't want to breach confidentiality rights. And this should be something that we all discuss in our classrooms before we even go into practice because I don't think that there's enough information that talks about how to actually handle these situations when we face them. So that's the kind of world we live in now. Everything's online. So we don't want our practices to be represented the wrong way. And we also don't want to breach a client's rights because we're upset and we don't know how to properly handle it. So again, hopefully this this information will be a helpful way to think about responding to the negativity. So until next time, guys, take care, be well, and try something new. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Please rate, subscribe, and share with a friend. Take care.